Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. Mr. Call Screener from the Mark Levin Show. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador, Richie V, and so many other names I probably shouldn't mention on the air. They're not always very flattering, but I am at Rich Valdez on all the social media, at Rich Valdez with an S. And what's up, Philly? Special broadcast today for 1210 WPHT in Philly. Now, I'm looking at news to just prep for the show. We're going to talk about a bunch of things right now, but I, I'm looking at these stories coming out of Philadelphia. And it, to me, I think the nerve that Mayor Kenny has when he says things that like, uh, no, well, Philadelphia is relatively a safe city. Now, by the statistics, it's not a safe city. But if you just go by news reports, if you have Google, you know it's not a safe city. But yet, here's what Mayor Kenny had to say. I think Philadelphia is general, generally safe. Uh, there will be lots of people downtown uh, during the holidays. Others, though, are rethinking their plans in Center City, especially at night. Of course they're rethinking their plans. Now, this is a news report from uh, CBS 3 in Philly. There's nothing but crime. Now, I'm sure there's some good news. Uh, you know, the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. And that may be true. But just put in Philadelphia into Google News. Check out these headlines. SEPTA stabbing in West Philadelphia under investigation. Suspect arrested. Hmm, that's pretty new. Then you got NBC10, Philly Ice Dancer gunned down in Kensington. Photos of a fire. All right, that one's not crime-related. Let's see what else we got here. Man stabbed in the neck. Southwest Philly stabbing, police say. Two fatally shot, one stabbed to death in overnight violence across Philadelphia. Man stabbed to death, that's the same story. East Germantown, ABC6. Love Park shooting, brother of Ryan Groff, Philadelphia shooting victim, speaks out about Christmas Village murder. That's what Mayor Kenny was responding to in that video. This is literally, if there's 10 articles here in Google News, eight of them are crime. This is why being a leftist is deadly. It's deadly to public safety. It's deadly to you and me and to our families. And this, not just with crime, not just with these prosecutors and, and mayors that will let everybody out on the street and refuse to enforce crime for whatever reason. I don't know if it's that they want to depress home values by increasing crime and allowing people onto the street, or if it's based on this whole idea of equity and inclusion and critical race theory and all of that stuff where they're saying, you know what, we arrest way too many black people, so we're going to stop arresting people, and maybe that'll skew the numbers and it'll make it more equitable. Which is insane, in my opinion. I don't care what color you are. If you're a criminal, you should go to jail. And I'm not saying that's always the case. I am saying, if that is their logic, they're out of their minds. And this happens with everything. When the left creeps into your school board, to your school system, to the teachers' union, it's the same. And now it's happening globally. 
I was watching this video of a transsexual or a transvestite or a man with five o'clock shadow wearing green eyeshadow around his eyes and mascara and other types of makeup. And this guy says he wants your kids. It's amazing to me how strong the push, how much the effort of a small minority in society and how much they go through to force feed this concept of transsexuality to the public. It really just blows me away. But I want you to listen to this audio clip that I saw on Instagram on the uh, Lexit Movements page. Check this out. I want to talk to the kids. Parents watch the video and then hand the phone over to the young kids. Hi there. Um, I get asked a lot, are you a boy or a girl? And I love that question. And so I wanted to just tell you, sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl. Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. And sometimes we're a boy. Sometimes we're a girl. Because um, human beings are creatures. And we're wild and exciting. Holy cow. It's as if 1%, 2%, maybe even 10% of the population is literally pushing this entire agenda down the throats of 90% of the population. And they want your children, they want my children, and they don't want you to have an opportunity to explain to your children that there are men and there are women and some of minority of cases that there's an other situation. This is robbing children of their innocence and they want to make sure they go after kids. They don't want you to deal with adult concepts as an adult because they want kids to have this option because kids love make-believe and kids love to be astronauts and to be all sorts of things in this type of role play that's completely innocent and they want to go after that so kids can be like, you know what, I want to grow up. On a previous uh, episode of This Is America, you should subscribe to the podcast, by the way, wherever podcasts are available. You can check it out at odyssey.com and download it and subscribe to it. There was this uh, clip of a mom who was encouraging her four-year-old to say he was a seven-year-old girl. Make sure you check that out because this stuff is out of control. And it used to be under the radar, but now it's all over the place. And they don't want you to stop them. And they won't stop until you stop them. That's why we have this green-eyed man or this green-eye-shadowed man with lipstick telling you what you need to do with your children. Give the phone to your child. Let me explain why transsexuality is so wonderful. Now, this one here is the showstopper, right? If you think it can't get worse than what you just heard, this is it. The hijacking of language to destigmatize pedophilia. No, you heard that right. By calling them minor attracted people or the acronym MAP, MAPS. Are you bleeping kidding me? You've got to listen to this garbage from a person named Alan Walker. A-L-L-Y-N, Walker. Non-binary university instructor calls to destigmatize pedophilia. An assistant professor at Old Dominion University has come out in support of destigmatizing pedophilia, or as she calls it, quote-unquote, minor attraction, end quote. Alan Walker, a female-to-male transgender who identifies as non-binary, sat down for an interview with the now infamous activist group Prostasia, a registered 501c3, which many have called pro-pedophile, for their stances on legalizing childlike sex dolls and routinely comparing pedophilia to a sexuality. Now, Mr. Walker says, I think we believe societally that stigma against MAPS serves to protect children because we don't fully understand the differences between MAPS and sex offenders. 
again, we have this confusion between the attraction and a criminal behavior. Now, unless this guy's talking about being uh, 60 years old and finding a 30-year-old woman attractive, I'm very puzzled here. Walker's an assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Recently released a book entitled A Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People and Their Pursuit of Dignity. That's not a plug. Anyway, I want you to hear what Professor Walker had to say. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, And MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, They've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, Excuse me. It's supposed to be stigmatizing. Pedophilia is a damn crime. A lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, And that isn't true. And it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, But using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to it doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. Shut up, you weirdo, you freak. That's absolutely crazy. And this segment of the podcast is brought to you by Noom.com slash This Is America. Listen, everything that we're talking about gets me stressed out, but I have to do something about it because I think it's important. It's important to take care of your health. That's why I take some supplements. I try to stay hydrated. And this app, Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash this is america is a great app for helping you stay on track with staying hydrated logging your food remaining positive on this journey because it's not always easy and they focus on mental health as well as your overall health it's a big part of it and it's part of the global conversation this is why it's not just for what we talk about publicly but what we do in our personal everyday lives and learning to manage that stress and the anxiety and all of that and the dieting It's important because it's not just a diet. It's not just a fad. It's a way of living when you try to take your health seriously. I used to be 270 pounds. So I try to take my health seriously. I'm at 218 right now. So kudos to me. But this Noom.com slash This Is America is brought to you by scientists. These lessons are based on psychological principles. They teach you about your relationship with stress and anxiety. Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash This Is America. They hold your hand. They got a daily curriculum. It's coupled with one-on-one coaching that comes right from the app. And it encourages you on this journey. They're experts in behavior change. Noom has helped millions of people through their weight loss journey. So I know that they can help you tackle your stress and your goals as well. It's accessible. It's convenient. And it's only 10 minutes a day. So you can do it wherever you are and whenever you want. It's time to worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your personalized trial. I got you. Noom.com slash This Is America. Put in This Is America. You get your own personalized trial. That's N-O-O-M.com slash This Is America. N-O-O-M.com slash This Is America. Anyway, straight ahead, more to come on this nonsense, how they're attacking our children, the news of the day, what's going on with Joe El Baboso Biden, his horrible approval ratings, and of course, his sidekick, his partner in crime, Que Mala Eres. All of that and more. Stay right here. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Rich Valdez. 
This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. At Baker's, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Baker's. Baker's, fresh for everyone. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And as we were discussing, the attack on our children is at an all-time high. The attack on our school kids, on the way school is run. The left has infiltrated its way into everything. They are decriminalizing crime by hijacking the language. This is happening everywhere. It's not just here in the United States. I was looking at this news report, an international news report, suggesting that parents may have objected to this, but it's actually still going on. One school in Europe is asking school kids, boys, to wear skirts as a sign of equality. Listen to this. Edinburgh has decided it'd be a good idea to celebrate equality. Now, there are many ways of celebrating equality. Uh, You could basically just treat everybody the same. I know that sounds old-fashioned and maybe slightly revolutionary, uh, but you could try it. But that's not what they want to do. Not in Edinburgh, uh, not at the Castle View Primary. What they want to do uh, is get boys as well as girls, as young as three, to go into school today wearing skirts. Uh, Let's talk. Absolutely insane. Now, listen, this is a broadcast in the UK, and they're talking about a school in Scotland. Nobody's stopping anybody from wearing a dress to school. Nobody's stopping them from wearing pants to school. But yet the school finds it uh, important, the paramount importance that they've got to say, you know what, you need to do this. We're going to have school dress up day. Absolute insanity. Check out this headline. This is from earlier this month. Not a new story. You may have heard it, but I think it bears repeating. Headline, primary school asks boys and teachers to wear skirts to class to promote equality. Castleview Primary School in Edinburgh has asked boys to wear skirts today. Boys as young as three will take part in the gesture in order to promote equality. It's a nod to wear a skirt to school day, kind of like in Spain, where they do that each year on November 4th. Wow, que locura. I'm so glad I'm not European. I'll get into that later. Some parents have been so critical on social media that their cries for letting kids be kids are getting drowned out by the left. But it gets worse. The school even offered to provide skirts for some of the kids if none were suitable at their homes. One mother tweeted, my son is five and just got this from the school. You've got to let kids be kids. 
Another mom on Twitter, Nicola, said, if a boy wants to wear a skirt to school, he should be allowed. But why is the pressure on people to ask their son to wear a skirt to school or otherwise be seen as some sort of bigot? And isn't that the case, right? They want to redefine tolerance. Soon they're going to redefine you. They're going to say, listen, why are you married to a woman? Why are you married to a man? Why aren't you gay? You're supposed to be gay. Hold up. Nope. You're supposed to be transsexual. You're supposed to be pansexual. And if you don't, then you're some sort of phobe. Now, of course, the city council came out and said that students did not have to take part in it if they did not want to. But it was being driven by the school. Christine McGovern from the Campaign for Real Education said adults were foisting their own anxieties onto the children who should simply be taught to treat others as they would want to be treated themselves. Well, amen, God bless you, Christine, hallelujah. It's absolute insanity what's going on in our culture today. And not just in the United States, you're looking at it everywhere. Whether it's Philly, New York City, California, you name it. We're under attack. The left does it each and every time. Each and every time they want to redefine what crime is, redefine what tolerant is, redefine how you should behave, how I should behave, how everybody should behave, because if we don't meet their standards, somehow we're not good enough. That's BS. Now we've got all sorts of issues in our society, all sorts of craziness going on. If you choose not to take their vaccine, you are the enemy, right? At least that's what Gene Simmons said, right? Good old Gene Simmons from KISS. Well, he has an opinion on what exactly is going on with vaccines and how, just like Noam Chomsky, and I did a whole piece on my podcast, and if you listened when I filled in for Levin recently, I talked about Noam Chomsky, and he said that if, if you um, say no to the vaccine, that's like you saying no to stop signs and red lights, and that you don't have a right to do that. Now I'm thinking, I could just say I don't want to drive. I can walk everywhere. But we don't have that right, right? If you don't get this vax, they will get you. Which also reminds me of another funny story about the vaccine. I'll get to that in a second. But I want you to hear what Gene Simmons had to say. Because the good old star from KISS says that you are the enemy. Listen to this. About your political be uh, beliefs, you are not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional, of course. You don't have the right to go through a red light. Actually, the government has the right to tell you to stop. You you have to put on a seatbelt. If they tell you you can't smoke in a building, you can't smoke in a building. And that's not because they want to take away your rights. It's because the rest of us hate it. We don't want to <laughs> smell your smoke. I don't want to catch your disease. I don't want to risk my life just because you want to go through a red light. This whole idea, this delusional, evil idea that you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible. We got to got to identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open so you know who they are. Right. You know who your friends are by how much they care about you. Amen that to includes, that. That includes COVID. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. You are an enemy. Wow. Now, I will say people that think that way are enemies of liberty. You got to make love, not war, brother. Now, Gene Simmons seems to think that it's okay to somehow just become a police state, a totalitarian state when there's absolutely zero proof. And, you know, I tweeted out a letter. There's a lawyer that 
submitted a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, to the CDC and asked them, please provide us with the data that says that unvaccinated people have gotten COVID and recovered from COVID are now spreading COVID. In effect, prove to us that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, as you've heard them say. And the CDC wrote this lovely letter saying, no such data exists. We don't have this information. We don't collect that information. So you mean to say that they will make these crazy statements about vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they won't even be able to back it up. Now, if you think that's crazy, this one is crazy. This one I mentioned on the last episode of the podcast, and we went into depth, uh, in depth on it. But I will say it's a crazy story. It's by Ben Cost in the New York Post, November 9th, headline. Brothel offers free sex session to patrons who get COVID vaccine on site. So a brothel in Austria is giving patrons a free sex session if they decide to get their vaccine right there because they've set up a clinic for the vaccine at the brothel. And they've even said kids as young as 14 can come as long as they're accompanied by a parent. How's that? If you want to hear more on that, check out the podcast. It's available at odyssey.com, iheartradio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't move a muscle. There's more to come after the bottom of the hour. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Everybody listening in Philly, this is a special weekend edition of This is America on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, the home of my guy, Rich Zioli, Dom Giordano, Don Menti, so many great hosts in the WPHT country, and of course, excellent listeners. Big shout out to each and every one of you. I am Rich Valdez with you straight Till the end, till the end of time, <laughs> to the end of this hour. <laughs> but uh, you can find me on social media at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez. Now, what I want to get into right now, I want to go over this piece in Yahoo News because the fake news media always tries to get away with stuff. Now, look, here's the headline. This is Yahoo News by Andrew Romano from the West Coast. Now, he says, as GOP bets on backlash over COVID and race, just 5% of parents say schools are their top issue for 2022. First of all, A, which parents are you talking to? And number two, of course it's not their top issue. If we learned anything from the Raging Cajun, James Carville, and uh, Slick Willie, BJ, Bill Jefferson Clinton, as Levin likes to call him, we learned that it's the economy, stupid. I was in the studio one time with uh, Dick Morris, who was a Clinton advisor, and we talked about that. And he said that was like one of the single most important things that he figured out, he being Slick Willie, 
that if people's pocketbooks are affected, they're going to vote against you. That's why Joe Biden has the absolute worst, absolute worst numbers of any president ever. If you got an iPhone, try it. Just ask Siri, which president has the worst approval rating ever? She doesn't say it out loud to embarrass him. But it brings it right up in those search results. Joseph Robinette Biden. But he is only second to, that's right, his vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, which in Spanish, how bad she is, Kamala Harris, is actually doing worse. 51% of Americans that were polled by Suffolk University from November 3rd through November 5th, it's 1,000 adults with a plus or minus uh, margin of error of 3.1 percentage points, 51% say, I don't like her. Check this out. But the trip comes as Harris seems to be in serious need of repairing her own poll numbers here at home, dropping to historic lows. The new USA Today Suffolk poll shows her approval rating plummeting to 28 percent. You see there a full 10 points below her boss, who has been sliding in recent months. Now, aboard Air Force Two on the flight over, Harris's spokeswoman, Simone Sanders, addressed the plunge. Listen. I'm not focused on the polls. I'll let the pundits pontificate on that. The polls are a snapshot in time. And at this time, I am looking forward to touching down in Paris, France, but before that, taking a nap. Taking a nap. This after Harris had been heavily criticized for failing to lead in her role as border czar with an unprecedented number of illegal crossings continuing and talk of payments to families separated at the border. What a stunning admission. Stunning admission. All I can think about is getting to Paris and taking a nap. She admits that they're asleep at the wheel and all they care about is Europe. They just want to get out of here. They don't care about the United States. All right, maybe that's a stretch, but I'll circle back to that like Jen Circle Back Pasaki does because Silent P, of course. They really are asleep at the wheel. Some people say, oh, Rich, you give them too much credit. Maybe I do. Maybe they're just not displaying vast ineptitude maybe it's vast criminality maybe it's both but sometimes you got to think you got to be that stupid to commit that many crimes being brazen requires both bravado and stupidity right wrong i don't know if you disagree let me know at rich valdez on all the social media getter parlor youtube rumble at Rich Valdez with an S. And I don't discriminate on Facebook and Twitter as well. At Rich Valdez with an S. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Are they bad guys? Or are they stupid? Hmm. I know that they think you and I are stupid. I know that they think that everybody else is stupid. Otherwise, why on earth would Kamala Harris in her trip to, to France decide to kind of mock the French people right in their faces? Right? Imagine if I went to like Mexico or something and I was like, Orale, como están? Now, I might do that in jest if they actually liked me, but it doesn't look like it's going over incredibly well. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just biased, but I want you to hear. You may have heard it, uh, but it's so worth hearing again <laughs> to hear her using this phony, fake, fraud, fugazi French accent with the people in France earlier this week. Check this out. With us in government? We campaign with the plan, uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. 
even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. Oh, the plan, the franc, the idea, the kamala, kamala, it is muy, muy, very bad, oui, oui. I'm not making fun of French people. I'm just doing a very poor French accent as I make fun of Kamala Harris. Now, what I think is so interesting here is even if we roll out the plan and the plan doesn't work, listen, don't, don't worry. Be happy, right? Who cares if the plan works? We're doing stuff here, man. Who cares if you have to pay more? for your groceries? Who cares if you have to pay more for your gasoline? Obviously, duh. Yes, it's going to cost more. Well, of course, that's your vice president, Kemala Edis. This is probably why she's only second to Joe Biden. Actually, he's second to her in how much people disapprove. Listen to this. Well, let's start with this. Uh, prices have gone up. And families and individuals are dealing with the realities of, of the, that bread costs more, that gas costs more. And we have to understand what that means. That's about the cost of living going up. That's about having to stress and stretch limited resources. That's about a source of stress for families that is not only economic, but is on a daily level something that is a heavy weight to carry. So it is something that we take very seriously, very seriously. And we know from the history of this issue in the United States that when you see these prices go up, it has a direct impact on the quality of life for all people in our country. So it's a big issue, and we take it seriously. Take it seriously. You're causing the issue. It was you and your partner in crime, Joel Baboso Biden. That's right, in Spanish, Baboso is like a, like a bumbling idiot. And it's you and Joel Baboso Biden that decided to uh, cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. It's you that decided to give Putin the energy access that he needed with his pipeline and stop ours. It's you guys that are presiding over historic inflation. 10% on cars right now. That's the highest in 30 years. It's you, Kemala Eres. It's you that said, I'm going to go down to the border and fix this problem and went to Guatemala or wherever you went and said, I'm going to try and fix the, the, the root cause of it. Imagine if you call the cops and you're like, man, they're spray painting my house. They're robbing old ladies. It's crazy in my neighborhood. You got to send some patrol cars, lock these guys up because they're, they're just breaking into houses left and right. And the cops say, you know what? We're going to send somebody to fix the root cause of poverty to fix the root cause of fatherless homes and whatever else contributes to high crime. How crazy and stupid can you be at the same time? Well, there you go. Joe and Kamala. That's proof of how crazy and stupid you can be. My goodness. And everything in the name of Europe, everything in the name of coronavirus, everything in the name of equity and diversity and inclusion, everything in the name of everything except in the name of America and Americanism. I think they're a disgrace. I don't know. You let me know what you think. At Rich Valdez on all the social media. Rich Valdez with an S. Don't move a muscle. This is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Rich Valdez. We'll be right back. This is America. This is America.
All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. And I'm with you guys here. Special weekend edition of This is America with yours truly, Rich Valdez, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And the big story this week, of course, was the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the way the prosecution's star witness crashed and burned. He pooped the bed. He ruined everything. And I'm not going to play that. But if you want to hear it, it's on the previous episode of This Is America. You can get that on odyssey.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I encourage you to subscribe so you never miss a show. But what I do want to talk about is exactly what happened with the media and their meltdown and the way that they just could not handle this, saying that everything was done in the name of racism. A white guy shot other white guys in self-defense. And somehow this is a racial act. Now, of course, Joy Reid from MSNBC, she's one of my favorite foils because she never disappoints. She's remarkably consistent. She always delivers. If you want to hear somebody saying some crazy stuff, look no further than Joy Reid. She will make it happen. Check this out. Want to know why critical race theory exists? The actual law school theory that emphasizes that supposedly colorblind laws in America often still have racially discriminatory outcomes? Then look no further than the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Earlier today, the teenager accused of murdering two men and wounding a third in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year, took to the stand in his own defense. And the circumstances are almost built for an actual CRT course. The white, now 18-year-old, faces an almost entirely white jury of his peers, with the exception of one black man. And then there's Judge Bruce Schrader, who has barred the prosecution from calling the people Rittenhouse killed victims He's barred the prosecution from introducing evidence of Rittenhouse posing with the Proud Boys while flashing white supremacist signs and denied the prosecution's request to increase Rittenhouse's bail after he failed to notify the court of his changed address, which he was required to do. In fact, the prosecution has been repeatedly hamstrung by the judge at almost every turn. Now, of course... Rittenhouse will dominate all of the Sunday shows, all of the talking heads. You're going to hear them all talking about Rittenhouse and the trial. But the media will continue to deny they know anything about Biden's comments about Satchel Paige. And I don't want to beat up Biden and get into that. I'm just going to say he made some off-color remarks and used old terminology that Barack Obama said was not allowed to be used anymore and outlawed in the federal government. The N-word, the old N-word. And what, what happened? Absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, media, I'd said, no, 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 he didn't do anything. Just the same way that Joy Reid is here saying that this is all done in the name of CRT because CRT exists because of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This is the insanity that we have to deal with. And it's horrible. People say that everything is polarized, but it's because of the media's polarization. This whole thing started after 9-11. It was the birth of news junkies. Before that, it was talk radio. You either did NPR or you did the conservative talk. But then it became all the cable news channels, all news, all the time. And they stopped having actual news to report. So they had to start making stuff up, right? What Levin and uh, Borston called the pseudo event. And the pseudo event of COVID numbers that permeated on our screens every day. This is how many cases, more cases, more cases, more cases. So now most people, at least the ones I know, most adults, because they have access through the smartphone and the computer and things have just become information overload on steroids, they've become researchers in search of the truth. And to me, there's really only two worldviews when you get this information. And I could be wrong, 
but I think there's a godly view and an ungodly view. There's good and there's evil. There's real and there's fake. And th- these things all end up ending up in one of these two camps. David Harsanyi, he wrote this book called Euro Trash, and I love the title because I think we have so often tried to become like Europe. Now, there's different thoughts on why people want to become like Europe, whether you believe that the Democrats are embracing Europe's secular collectivist policies and politics because you believe that evil global elites are experimenting and manipulating society through laws and organizations and big businesses, it doesn't really matter. Or if you just believe that the Democrats are doing that because they, they like it. And it, it's just a move towards that more uh, collectivist policy. Either way, whichever one you believe, the outcome remains the same, irrespective of their motivation. It's all the same stuff. And it's sad. I'm not trying to trash uh, Europeans as a whole, but European socialism has never been something that we should embrace. It's not good for America. And it's, it's all over the place. It's not just their socialism. It's European collectivism, the secular collectivism. We still have uh, vibrant communities of faith in the United States. And the reason that all of this stuff matters is because our worldview affects everything that we do. So whether it's vaccine mandates, masks, loving liberty, hating liberty, thinking that, oh, it's nice. I mean, if you've noticed, most of the anti-freedom people, most of the people that want to push a vaccine, they're like, freedom, shmeedum. All right, you're not allowed to have freedom. If you're going to infect others, if you're going to, right? So your, your liberty is not God-given. It's not uh, unalienable. It's not. Because they can alienate you from your liberty. They can alienate you from your freedom. So what does it all come down to? It's because progressives are intellectual fascists. They will bully your thoughts. They'll bully your words by changing the definition of these words. So whether it's joy weed did I just say Joy Weed? Maybe she smokes too much weed. <laughs> Joy Reed. Or anybody else in the media. But just the same way that they aggressively push and push and push, we can aggressively push back. And I don't mean in a violent way. I mean in an intellectual way. In a legal way. One of the things that I think is remarkable about America is that you have children that have access to the same information that we do. And I, I watched this clip of one young student that I found to be remarkable, a second grader. Apparently, she's been suspended 36 times, but her eloquence, I remember being in second grade. I didn't have any eloquence compared to this kid. This kid is a rock star. Listen to this. My name is Fiona Lachaz, and I am in second grade at Discovery Key Elementary. I am back to talk to you again today. And for anyone who thinks I didn't write my speech, last time is wrong. I wanted to be here then, just like I do now. Sorry if I am supposed to be scared when I see people yelling at these meetings. So I am back today, and tomorrow is my birthday. I am going to get suspended 
if I don't wear a mask for three more days. Just because I get suspended for not wearing a mask isn't going to change my mind. You can keep suspending me. I still have the right not to wear a mask. It is not fair that I'm getting punished because you guys, the school board, are not following the law. That is not fair. It just isn't right. I'm still going to stand up for what I believe in, and nothing's going to change my mind. I've been getting suspended a lot because I'm wearing a mask. Do you know how dirty masks are? Because you touch the mask. You put it on your face. You breathe all those germs in because you have lots of bacterias on your hand. Oh, and okay, yeah, I hope you all go to jail for doing this to me. <laughs> it gets better. And my family is proud of me. And my Uncle Murphy that is in heaven is really proud of me. And I want to say Burke sucks, but instead of your rules suck. Well, that is absolutely terrific. And I think adorable little girl, very eloquent, very smart. Terrific. I mean, it's just absolutely great. This is a Florida second grader who's been suspended 36 times for mask mandate violations. I mean, you wouldn't imagine this is a real thing. Of course, some people listening to this are thinking, oh, how to be Florida, how to be Ron DeSantis, how to be one of those crazies, right? Because everybody in Florida is crazy, right? At least according to what so many believe, because the media will have you believe that absolutely everybody's out of their mind, off their rocker in Florida. But that's just not the case. Now, I want to get back into this uh, story of the girl, right? This is a piece in the New York Post, and it's uh, from just a couple of days ago. The reluctant student in Palm Beach County was described by her mom, Bailey Lachelle, as a typical child who enjoys arts and crafts and drawing and making jewelry. But the Lachelle's told the newspaper her determined daughter, Fiona, changed her priorities a bit amid the pandemic. She said her daughter has been steadfast in her decisions to do everything she can for every child going through these lawless mandates. The seven-year-old student has since been slapped with a total of 36 days of suspensions and multiple in-school disciplinary actions. Now, listen, I had a lot of in-school suspension in high school, but I never had it in second grade. I never had it when I was seven years old. And the problem here is she's being deprived of the education she's entitled to. And it's horrible. Unfortunately, the blows just seemed to not stop as she was recently told after completing every assignment her teacher provided that she's not only failing second grade, but that there is no way she could catch up per her teacher. This is according to her mom. And there's a picture in the paper here and it says, mask was offered, Fiona refused to wear her mask. My goodness, what a crime. The girl said in a since-removed YouTube video that she refused to wear a mask because it could make you sick. <laughs> in July, Governor DeSantis signed an executive order that made it optional to wear face masks in public schools. But Palm Beach County, one of the most heavily Democrat strongholds in the Sunshine State, and their school board member, uh, Alexandria Ayala, have been a vocal proponent for mandatory masking. So now this poor girl doesn't get to complete second grade, or maybe she can move to a friendlier district where they'll actually honor uh, the assignments that she's completed. But this whole thing is horrible. Parents are supposed to be in charge of their kids' education. 
not the educator, not the school board. They're subservient to the parent, right? That's why they call it public service, not public dominance, public management. This is absolutely insane, in my opinion. And here they are denying this kid of her education. Sadly, that's where we are, right? That's where we are. That's where we've arrived. That's where it's at. And it's a damn shame. And it's not about masks, in my opinion. It's about the erosion of our liberty, the erosion of the America that once was. We can't allow this to continue unchecked. We have to let the powers that be know that they're not really the powers that be. You and me are the powers that be. And we have to train our children like this one to go out there and say, you know what? I'm going to tell it like it is. So I think that's how you fight back. Um, you know, my last show, I did a whole bit on um, pushing back and who's spineless. Is it the GOP or is it actually us? Because all we do is complain about the GOP and do nothing to change the situation we're in. I think it's incumbent upon us to actually rise up and say, I don't like you as speaker of whatever. I don't like you in Congress. I'm going to run against you a hundred times for the next 50 years if you don't change this, and I will be a perpetual thorn in your side until I win. Just like the infamous trucker, right? Ed Dunn, I hope I said that right, who took out Steve Sweeney, New Jersey Senate president. Unprecedented. This is remarkable. And it shows democracy in action. It shows what you can do if you put your mind to it. I always leave you guys with a thought, with an admonition from Sir Edmund Burke and from Lord Acton. And from Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So you know what you got to do. Get the books you got to get. Read the stuff you got to read. Talk to the people you got to talk to. Get involved. Hire a lawyer. Become a lawyer. Raise your kids to be lawyers. Do what you got to do, but get it done. America needs you now more than she's ever needed you. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. And this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.